Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. Hey everybody, welcome to The Roundtable, episode number 45. And as we were talking earlier, the significance of 45. Trump, president 45th Trump, president. Right? Yeah. yeah. Everybody put their flags on the back of their trucks and drive around and blow diesel mm-hmm. out the back. Thank you, right? Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> See those flags around town. <laughs> You've already heard that story, right? I don't of, know I what it means. somebody was... No, uh, I didn't. You ever heard the story? No. So I'm driving with Sarah back to her house one night, and there's a... Uh, let, let's go, Brandon. Oh, is that what it is? Let's yeah. Go so it was in a yard, and I thought somebody from Huntington County named Brandon was getting elected. Oh. So I was like, who's Brandon? <laughs> she, she tells told me story. the whole story behind it. Uh, I was like, yep. wow, it shows my, my, my <laughs> ignorance in all of these things. But anyway, we're just thankful that you joined us, whether you're listening or watching uh, online through our YouTube. Uh, we're just glad that you're here. Give you a quick update like who are we as the round table kind of how we're ever evolving you know that's the one thing we've changed a lot we'll continue to change it's part of it's my personality and part of it is feedback right Mm -hmm. so we're getting feedback that would say you know uh and responding to what we're doing which i think is always really important you know to be able to take an opportunity Mm -hmm. to say feedback should not guide but solidify mm-hmm. you know what i mean like too many times mm-hmm. so we're just going to do what everybody wants us to do you know mm-hmm. and so you go back and mm-hmm. forth but i think there is some taking feedback to solidify like we are headed in the right direction mm-hmm. you know like this is you know the place that we're supposed mm-hmm. to go so anyway we keep ever evolving it and one of the greatest evolutions just happened to the podcast is guests mm-hmm. right so now we have guests on all the time and so if you're watching and or listening here's the deal jenny isn't here today and in true Jenny-esque way of telling us that she's not coming. So she sends us a text and not just like, hey, I'm sick. It's, hey, I'm sick. I feel like I got hit by a bus and I can't remember what the other thing. Oh, and then she self-diagnosed herself with strep throat. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So she is. She's out of sorts. She, yeah. So she she's is not out. Today. Yeah. So she's out today, not with us, but we do have. Lance, and again, another one of our famous guests. Oh, please, right? stop. No, people will learn this. Stop. No, wait. But this is true. Other times we kid about it. You know, like we call Rayanne famous just she because is. she's been on a few times. But you're like seriously. Oh, stop. Oh, no, let's do this. You might not be completely famous, but what is happening Some right cool now. cool stuff happening. What is happening right now. <laughs> People better get your autograph early. Oh, please. Right? Because no. this is... No, <laughs> I but I, no I'm saying, no, listen, and all, all joking aside, yeah. what we are going to talk about and what you're doing and the project that you are taking on, I mean, it's pretty, I mean, I'm it's pretty incredible. Yeah. So we'll let you, hanging, let you hang for a little bit. It's called but, a teaser. Yeah. But it's we, a good teaser. Yeah, but we love it. Like, again, and I think everybody, you know, hearing this will love the project that you're going to be taking on. But one of the things that we've added to our segments that people have liked is talking about current events. Mm-hmm. And so uh, yesterday, Monday, when was it that you sent the text out like, hey, we should probably talk about this? That was early yesterday morning. Because it happened because on... Because the, the, the Oscars were Sunday night. What's today? Today's Tuesday, right? Oh. Yeah. I was asking that Oops. same question this morning. <laughs> like Still a, got COVID what brain. What, what day, day is what it? What day is it? Because the, the... What were they? Oscars were Sunday Oscars night. Oscars Sunday night. Which, you know, 10 people watched it. Apparently. Well, now I, I mean, guess it's viral, though. 
oh, now it's explode. You know, right. because of Will Slip, Will Smith's little slap that he did there with Chris Rock. Right, right. So he, he just took over. Took that, over the whole thing. That took, you know, which is kind of sad because you know, I, I did. I, you know, all honesty, I watched the first ten minutes of it. Did you? The of the Oscars. Okay. Right? And back in the day, it used to be a fun thing to watch right. back when it was legitimately about the art of film and everything. Now it just got, it's been taken over by, you know, really, you know, rude stand-up comedians and all like, so these three people walk out, they start just making fun and just awful, you know, commentary. Hmm. I clicked off. I'm like, this is boring. Really? This is boring. That 10 minutes. Quick. So later that night. Well, hold on um, one second, because we haven't done a good job of, you can't really take this in for what it's really worth until you know who Lance is. Oh, okay. Because again, like, tell us a little bit about you so that they can understand yeah. your view or your lens, because you're not yeah. just somebody watching TV. True. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I, because you so, come so, Okay, from so a, I teach film. Yeah. I'm a film producer. Right. I'm a film professor right. at Huntington University. Right. Uh, I've been teaching there 28 years. Right. And so, um, we launched film production and animation and TV production as a digital media arts major in 2005. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's like and telling stories and being passionate about good stories and professional, uh, and integrating our faith in our stories and all that has right. been a big part of my life for the last, you know, 20, 20 and, years. And again, so you when you look at something that's, whether it's on TV or whether it's a film, you're looking through a lens that a normal person that's watching it, you know more of what's going I on. I probably know it more technically, yeah. but I wouldn't say I'm any more of an, a critic. I think everybody has that inner critic. They know if it's a good story or not, hmm. and they know if it's something they want to watch. Right. I mean, in, in last, in, you know, Sunday night, at the Oscars, I could just hear click channels clicking all over the nation as <laughs> the, you know, the Oscars because was it imploding. It's just not good TV. It wasn't right. good storytelling. Right. Uh, Hollywood's so in love with itself. They, they haven't learned any lessons through COVID. There was one film I was really excited about. Okay. It's called Coda, uh, children of deaf adults. Okay. Is this the one that and I was reading on my phone? Is this Apple did this one? Apple did it. It's a beautiful film, by the way, independent film, super low budget, no big stars. Hello. That's what I'm trying to do with yeah. the film that I'm trying to produce. So yeah. I, uh, Mary and I watched it a couple months ago. We, I studied it. I'm like, how, okay, this is doable. This is doable. Okay. Now what's it called again? So CODA, C-O-D-A, and it's, and it's about children what? of deaf adults. Okay. And it's a, it's not a documentary. It's an actual okay. story. Okay. Um, and it's on Apple TV. You can watch it. So it's like, and it won best picture of last year. Nah. Like it took the, of all the films that are out there and there weren't a lot of great films, but this mm -hmm. was a good one. It won an Oscar so for best it, film. So just like to give me perspective. So children of deaf parents. So are the mm -hmm. kids always deaf? No, the kids are not always deaf. Matter of really? fact, in this story, um, one child was born deaf okay. and one is not deaf. Oh, really? And so she grew up in a deaf family and how, and that's her coming of age through that and dealing with a deaf family and representing her deaf family and, and finding still accomplishing her goals. Right. And yet, maybe sacrificing for the family and what that looks like. Right. It was a, it was a great story. It takes this, place in I, Maine. Yeah. Just out of <clears throat> like curiosity, because, uh, I think I'm allowed to say this, like the thing you're doing in Arizona, mm -hmm. right. Another mm -hmm. like Huntington university. We started a whole new Arizona center, right. But uh, the film media center in Arizona. Like yeah. Yeah. 150 students That's out there. That's what I'm saying. Like it's what yeah. I was getting at is it's become very attractive. Whatever you it is the largest doing, major on campus. Right. The Digital tons of people yeah. are attracted to what you're doing. Yeah. So what attracted you to get into it? Like, I guess I've never heard you talk about this. I, Why did you get into it? I grew up 
you know, uh, my parents were pastors. Okay. Rural, and they were rural Southern Michigan. And uh, I grew up in a very conservative home, and I don't blame them for this at all. They were doing what they thought was right in the right. late 60s, you know, through the 70s. And we didn't have a TV. They didn't believe in having a TV. Hmm. No TV, no playing cards. Was it really? You know, no playing cards Miss at all. That's, Janet? that's the Miss, Miss Janet. Janet. Can you? you know, no wish, my mom cards? should be here right now because she goes. <laughs> she, she's not into that at all. I mean, she would care less about that now. No, I know no TV, no movies. Really? Oh yeah, you don't go into the house of the the movie theater. You know, you don't darken your shadow. Should not darken the doors of a movie theater because movie theaters that's, are like that's, viewed as evil. I think it's viewed. Yeah, I think they. I think. I mean, I'm trying. I, I don't think know fundamental that. Christianity viewed those behaviors as like Las Vegas, you know, really like carnal, corrupt your soul kind of stuff. So fundamental Christianity back then would say that TV yeah. is corrupt. No, I think my parents pushed that part a little harder than most. <laughs> all of my friends no, had no, no, TV, no, I, right? No, I was just. Curious I think they just wanted really to protect know. us, I mean, my brother and I, from yeah. you know the the the, the subcult the, the culture sure. at the time, right? Which were all four channels, you know, that were out there. <laughs> to say back then there was the a- irony of it is though I, I my grandparents lived across the street in frontier michigan i was sneak i didn't have to sneak i went across the street every day and watched afternoon tv from four to six every Seriously. day it, it didn't. okay now this is going to be a so terrible. you know what was on gun smoke and all okay. those shows you okay. know yeah you know leave it to beaver all that stuff was on Andy yeah, Griffith yeah all that yeah, all, I, I saw all that stuff <laughs> Uh, but I didn't have it around the house 24 seven. So that's what drew you kind of, I was fascinated, always fascinated with, with the visual imagery of storytelling. My father was a photographer, like avid photographer. So I fell in love with photography through him. Just love story. And then when I, when I went to uh, college, I I just always was gravitating towards the visual. And so they had, again, we ended up getting a TV, by the way, (laughs) back then, I I didn't know what back Back then then is. Are we the same age? Yes. We're pretty close to it. I I got you beat by a few years. So back then though, college had those kinds of majors. Cause I I never went to college. I don't remember. More TV. You went to college. It was Bible college. No, no, I didn't. Right. Oh, I thought you went to Bible college. Uh-oh. He hasn't been through the uh-oh. Discover uh-oh. Life class yet. Yes, I did, but I forgot about that part. <laughs> I you went, were studying... I went to be a mechanic. So That's right. Two there years, you go. There then you I go. went back to get my business degree. There you go. So okay. I have a business degree. And, nice. Yeah, so I always Thank tell you. people in yeah. Discover Life... I remember that story to, now. Yeah, listen, like, hey, just make sure... Yeah. If you want me to have a seminary degree, I don't yeah. have one, so you might not want to come. You're healthy. You know. You're healthy about that. I. <laughs> but they they had, they had com. They had communication programs, TV okay. and radio and that kind of stuff. They okay. didn't have film. So then, I did mean, you go right into that film. after college, or did you just go I, right? Into I went teaching? to study linguistics. I was going to be a Bible translator. And, and go and live with the Yanomami Indian tribe down in <laughs> Venezuela with you know new tribes and Wycliffe and all that. Really, I'd spent a summer with them in high school. And just had fallen in love with that Indiana Jonesy kind of thing, you know, and, wow. and uh, living in dugout canoes and in you know all that. So I literally did go to the jungles of Venezuela that for a summer, cool. and and I came back, went to college to study linguistics, okay. and hated it. I was awful. <laughs> I can't even speak Spanish, you know. I I did horrible in Spanish in high school. What did I think I could translate the Bible into this semi nomadic tribe? Right. No, where, right. But I had a I. But that God took me. I, guess what I did have a camera and a okay. microphone. So I was okay. always recording stuff. I was visually, I was telling the stories and I didn't put the dots together that, Hey, you can be a storyteller and help tell the stories right. of missionaries and right. others and what they're doing and inspire other people to get involved and actually hmm. do the heavy lifting. Yeah. Know? Right. So, right. So then I've, once you went to college, did you, what'd you do right after school? Uh, I went to college. I got a degree from Huntington in communication. Um, and then I went on to grad school okay. and got my cinematography degree and then, uh, 
worked for a couple of years in Anderson and then, then came to Huntington. Really? And I've been here 28 years at Huntington That's University, amazing. which is, un- I can't believe it myself. I and mean, seriously, like that you could yeah. come right back and then it was pour like, Yeah, right four years in. later. And I, I remember meeting with the president uh, in 1989 saying, hey, what would it take to come back and teach here? Because I just, I love teaching and I mm-hmm. love doing and he said, well, just, you know, good opportunities are always there for good people. And that was kind of a nice way of saying, you'll probably never work here at Huntington <laughs> University. <laughs> but I somehow got opened up doors. I came back. And then I I need, I, our department didn't have a lot of money when I first started okay. working. I needed but to. But it was a department? It was a, it was theater, TV, okay. TV and theater. Okay. And I needed money for the department to buy gear yeah. and stuff. So I created a little company called Brethren Productions because we're United Brethren Department or school. And I, and I just said, hey, people were coming to me all the time. Hey, I got a great idea for a project. And I'm like, okay, well, it's 400 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever. And I just threw that at the gear. Hmm. And then I traveled all over the world doing that. I mean, I went to, I mean, I've literally probably 20 countries. What? And just filming and telling the stories of missionaries and non-for-profits and NGOs that just couldn't tell their own story, right? And and I've, I've really seen some really hard stuff. The hmm. worst, worst situation was going to Kenya. And they had what's called a potter's field. And I'd... I'd heard of Potter's Field, but it's, there was such an AIDS epidemic going through. This would probably been, this was in 2011, I think. And Mary went with me, my wife, she's, she's my, been my sidekick in a lot of video projects. And we went over there and we interviewed a mother who had just lost her baby to AIDS like three days earlier. And we're, we have entrance into the Kabira slum. We go into her hut. I'm feeling very uncomfortable about this, by the way. Yeah. She doesn't speak English. We're in, we're we're in there, and she's crying and sobbing. And then the producer that was me said, "Well, we need to go film the funeral." And I'm like, "I really don't feel comfortable doing that." We went to Potter's Field, and it's layer upon layer upon layer bodies. Just no, on, they're making a mountain out of bodies in in the Kabir slum. I, I've never. I mean, Mary and I are both crying. We're going in there. We're filming. We see the the graveside of this baby, and it's just little stick with the name oh. and then they cover it once they cover the ground they cover it with dirt and they put the bodies on top of that so but i got to tell that story wow you know and i and we got to tell the story of that ministry that goes into the kabir slums right hmm. so i i've done a lot of that kind of filmmaking transitioning now into feature filmmaking yeah for sure and that's what you were kind of getting at like how do you do that like right. this is our first feature that we're so you right essentially now. from the beginning i mean in that's crazy because I feel like I've talked to you a lot, and how did I not know like one part of what you just said? Well, because <laughs> that's sim- this that's, is the roundtable, well, man. No, we come around simply, to learning new stuff. I mean, that's simply stuff. amazing, and yeah. it kind of brings apart that I wouldn't. I mean, I thought this about you, but I mean, this kind of confirms this. So you always had somewhat of an entrepreneurial, risk-taking spirit. I guess so. Well, you, you know, I, I think I mean, who I, in the world comes so. back two years out, removed out of college, and says, "Hey, <laughs> by this. the way, let's do this." I don't have any money, so I'm going to travel to well, twenty think. different countries and take on projects like that. I think it was just, yeah, it was out of just, uh, I felt called to do it and I knew what's, well, we, I needed finances for the department, you know, right. and it just made sense. So we started doing it and, and learned a lot, learned a lot over the years and, uh, have yeah, enjoyed well, it. I've gotten to go places because of that, that I would never have been able to go before. Yeah. Maybe you, you know, should ever, ever because I don't, go for. I don't know where this part happened in the story. Where'd yeah. Mary come along? Mary came along, uh, we both went to the same high school, but never dated in high school. And we went to a homecoming. You know, in college, I went to a homecoming. She was at Taylor. She's a Taylor gal. What? Um, yeah, she I went to Taylor for two years. And then we were at a homecoming. And I'm like, 
who is that beautiful girl across the room? Why didn't I ever see her in high school? Okay. You know, one of those deals. Okay. And I went up and introduced myself to her and with my friends. And then that, where'd we just, you go to high school? Blackhawk Christian in Fort Wayne. Oh, and that's right. so, I actually did yeah. That. And so that's how that, that okay. kind of came out of a homecoming. And then yeah. we dated, uh, uh, we started dating about five months later and then got married a year later. So okay. it was pretty quick once we, yeah, yeah. Once you know, you know. I you was going to say it's thing. the best way, right? I think because so. Just jacking yeah. around, yeah. waiting no, just causes no, more no, problems. No, no, Like if you know you want to marry him, you yeah, just, just get do, it done. Yeah, get her done. Man. <laughs> don't don't burn with passion, you know. It's, and, yeah, so, and she took a risk with me, man, because I pulled her out of Taylor. We went to grad school. And then she finished up at Huntington. Okay. And uh, and now she's a therapist, master's degree, oh, and she's and she's like, I tell her every day, you're saving people's lives. No, I know. I just teach students. You're actually doing the real work. You're saving people's no, lives. It's just done in a different way. So, yeah. But I think amazing. that's honestly going to be important because I think mm -hmm. that's the disconnect. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. disconnect we're going to talk about is mm -hmm. people put value in a face-to-face -face transaction mm -hmm. that changes a person's life. What mm -hmm. they don't put value well, mm -hmm. they do, but some people miss this. They don't put mm -hmm. value in how a film mm -hmm. and the psychology of that. That's what I'm saying. Touching, touching the hearts. That's what I'm saying. Story. It changes yeah. lives. Yeah. So it's, absolutely, it might, it's not this, mm -hmm. but it is something. And mm -hmm. and again, and you're going to talk about this. A median that honestly mm -hmm. can have impact far beyond mm -hmm. what we ever know, right? Because those things yeah. are just they go on without you, which you is know, always the cool thing. And you know, the number one grossing film, I think. Maybe it's a second now because of uh, you know Endgame. Maybe you know hmm. outdid it, but was the the Passion of Christ? What um, Mel Gibson's film was it from really? two thousand? Was it two thousand three? I don't remember. The number one grossing film up until it's still the second most really? was the Passion. Or, I mean, it doesn't get more biblical. Oh, whether you agree with Gibson's interpretation of you know he took some liberties, you know the teardrop, you know, you know all that kind of stuff. But yeah. if you haven't seen that film, it's a powerful film. Right, I went and saw it four times in the theater. Right. And, and now every time I watch it, I can't help but get choked up to, yeah. to see, but that, that was Mel Gibson's bringing that. And there's a second one coming out right. starring Jim Caviezel. Again. Oh, they're, really? they're filming the second one. Well, you know, it's funny what and, you just uh, brought up is, is this whole idea, especially when it comes to media, right? So media and books, a lot of times, but probably media more because nobody mm -hmm. reads, you know, has sadly this, like, they should yeah, I know, but this, there's like, <clears throat> instead of seeing the beauty of the film and the, story and what's going on and what's actually happening they pick certain things sure yeah that they get hung distracted up because i i was the same way with the shack like mm -hmm. i read the shack mm -hmm. well, I obviously love the book more because mm -hmm. i love all books more than mm -hmm. i love i don't say all books if they take a book and turn it into a movie that's the difference it's right not there. fair and adaptations try, are right. hard to do it's just too hard to take yeah. all of that that's in that book and move so i'm not blaming anybody yeah. it's just different lord you know, of the rings may becomes as close as maybe you can get, but then see people are still criticizing yeah, Peter no, Jackson who right. made some great trilogy, you know, great trilogy. But I read that. And after I got done reading it, I'm like, this wasn't whether it was a theological book and he flat out said, it's not a theological book. And I just walked away like, wow, that just yeah. gave me a perspective I've never had. But then, so I'm telling everybody mm -hmm. about it and this is how I'm naive. Like I'm naive thinking like, doesn't everybody think it's cool? And there's like, well, you know, that's not theologically correct. Right, and you right. know, this and that. The way, they, like, the way they did the Trinity in there. I was, was like, so blasphemous. Right? I was like, I God's not an African American woman. I was gonna say I never even <laughs> thought about it. Like that didn't even like it never. How dare my, they make God an African American mind, woman? Right. Like it never crossed my <clears> mind. Right. Right. The story is what. What was a beautiful story, though. Oh, you know, and the same thing with yeah. the passion, like you're saying. Yeah. Some people had some interpretation issues, yeah. but how do you walk away from that film not being like that? Just changed. God me. didn't cry. <laughs> That's blasphemy. It's not in the Bible. Right. Uh, we, you know, I hear this all the time. Um, there are people that just will not accept any kind of art 
that is not in their view, like word for word from the Bible. Right. You know, and right. you know, I know, I'm sure you've seen the chosen or heard about the chosen, the teams, Dallas, yeah. Dallas, yeah, Jenkins, no, and, he, and, really cool. and Dallas is, that. uh, you know, um, an acquaintance of mine. We've met his, he came and yeah. toured Huntington a few years ago before season one was filmed. His son was looking at our program and everything. Oh, wow. And he ended up That's going to cool. Liberty, you know, broke my heart, <laughs> Liberty. Come on. All right. That massive school out in Virginia. Yeah, right. Um, and, and, but, uh, Dallas is, we, we brought him to speak to campus and stuff, you mm. know, and so forth. So he's, I have a lot of respect for the chosen, but right. if, you know, it's, it's not word for word no, scripture. He says it. He says it. He says, says but it. what a beautiful, I mean, the character development. Oh. I mean, people are actually, lives are being changed yes. by watching The Chosen. Right. Because it, it, it's that, it's making Christ real. Right. Right. right? It's a real person. Right. He was a human being. Right. And, and he had temptations. Right. He never gave in, praise God. Right. But all the disciples and all their flaws and all that. I love how Dallas is writing that in, and and, no. and they're they're booked for eight seasons, by the way. Nuh-uh. Yeah, eight seasons. I talked no. I talked to uh, Kappa Studios yesterday. Kappa, one of the owners of Kappa, called me to talk about our project, and he's like, "Yeah, he knows we're we're doing it. They they edit all of the chosen, do the coloring and sound and everything on the chosen. Wow, in Burbank, California, at a, at a Christian post house called Kappa Studios. Right. So, right. um, he's like, "Yeah, we're we're doing eight seasons. That's of that. amazing. So, but it's the same concept. I've heard people say this because I again when Cherry was in the hospital." We watched The Chosen together, you know, because so, it was on my iPad. Oh, so yeah, pull yeah. So anyway, there's things like he talks about this. Like we are taking some liberties to show you what we think normal people would act like behind the scenes when right. this is going on and tying right. it in right. scriptures. Just like a lot of books that you read, you know, yeah. when they do it. I forget what they yeah. call the books, but they're somewhat of like Christian history. They're not like mm-hmm. word for word, but it's taking these whole ideas like gods and kings and some of these other, like it's putting the story into a perspective. And what's so funny about it is people are like, it's not word for word. And I'm like, you don't read it word for word anyway. But mm-hmm. if, when you read this book, does it help you get, mm-hmm. get an idea about King Hezekiah that you would have never mm-hmm. learned because you right. ain't reading it. In a are book. they reading it in Hebrew and Greek? That's, <laughs> that's my because point. I don't, I don't know Greek and Hebrew. Yeah, that's my, that's point. the ultimate true interpretation. You know, right. I'm the reading is you miss it anyway. Right? You're not yeah. doing it anyway, yeah. so why get so hung up on it? So I think film does a good job of telling stories that touch the human heart, or they right. they should, right? You know, right? And what Will Smith did to get it back onto that, yeah, that, a little that, bit. Now we're back. Now back, you know sorry. the lens. Yeah, that. So I've got this lens. Like right. I turn on the TV right before I go to bed to see where it was at, right? Because they always say the best, you know, best film, best actor, and yeah. all. Will is up there crying like a little baby on stage saying right. it's all about love and God's called me to love. And I'm like, did he, did he just get saved or something? Like what just happened? I had no idea about the slap right. or any of that until right. Monday morning. Oh really? So, so you I'm turned a, it off, turned it back. Yeah. On, I'm like, I guess Will's had a come to Jesus moment here or something. Cause he's crying like a baby on, he got the award and he's crying and apologizing to the cat. What, right. I have no idea what's going on. Right. I get on the news feed the next morning, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, you know, and I, saw the video clip of it and just, it was so out of control. Right. So ridiculous. Right. Which goes back to what we're, a couple things. What's crazy about it is, so here's a guy saying, first, I'm with you. So we'll just, (laughs) we'll go ahead and take all your comments afterwards. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to hit somebody, be a man and use your fist. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to, it was was a good slap, but it was a slap. (laughs) 
No, I said, here's what Did you, I Have said. you ever slapped have you a ever, man in the face? Have you ever watched the slapping championships that are on? Like, those guys knock people out. I mean, out. they're hard. So if you're going to yeah. slap somebody, then be like that great big Russian on the slapping I, yeah, championship yeah, and knock yeah. the sucker out. Do a good slap. Like, if you're really going to do it. I was studying Chris Rock's, is that his name, Chris mm-hmm. Rock? His face was not red after that. So you think he didn't get hit? I don't. I, oh, I think he got hit. You, yeah. you hear something happen. Okay. I do have a conspiracy theory that that whole thing could have been staged. And it could have been staged just because of because what you said. Like, the Oscars are terrible. And so the only night, way to get people to watch. Horrible night. Uh, Will Smith has, he's producing a show about his sitcom series. Okay. Okay. Remember, he was in a sitcom, uh, Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. No. Back in the, when was it? I don't know. 90s, 80s, 90s. Did you so, watch the Prince of Bel-Air, Nick? Nick, do you know when it was? Great. Yeah, but when did it come on? You were a, probably a junior high back then. Late 90s. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, Prince of Bel-Air, he's the star of that sitcom. So he's now producing a dramatic show about the Prince of Bel-Air, right, that nobody cares about right now. <laughs> Chris Rock was a famous stand-up comedian. Nobody's going to his shows. Nobody right. cares about him anymore either. Right. So you now know, all of a sudden it became famous. All again. of a sudden... Chris Rock's attendance tickets are skyrocketing right now right. for a stand-up. Now everybody's talking about who? Will Ferrell. Or, well, or did, Will Ferrell. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's talking about Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> Five Will pounds, Smith. baby Jesus, yeah. prayer from death. Will Smith. That's a Freudian slip. Will Smith, he's the talk of the town, and all press can be good press for, yeah. for you to cut through the clutter of Hollywood. Right. But here's the thing that it was a selfish move on his part. Yeah, for sure. It took away what any honor could have been given to a great film, Coda. Right. right. And it also really robbed the Serena sisters and that whole family because he won a Best Oscar for playing the dad in the oh, Serena okay. Williams movie, okay. right? Yeah. The, the, I said it took the, all the spotlight even off it, of them. It was a selfish thing. Right. He claims it was for his wife. Right. I don't buy it because well, we of his, his yeah. Hollywood. Him and his wife have this very... Very open relationship. Yeah, that's apparently. what I said when, when you sent me the text Monday. I'm like, I'm going to read up on this because it, here's the problem. He, that's like, not protecting this, your. This is what's happening in my life right now. So I always get books because I like autobiographies. Mm-hmm. So uh, Stephen downloaded two because we all share the Audible app. I know it's yeah. cheating, but we do it anyway. So he downloaded Coach K and Will Smith. Mm. So he was listening to Will Smith. Hmm. I'm listening to Coach K. I'm finishing up Coach K, just getting ready to listen to Will Smith, right? So funny, because Coach K is now in the Final Four. You know, you don't think about him for a long time. And now Will Smith slaps somebody, you know, and we get into it. So I'm reading about him now before I even get to the book. Mm -hmm. And it's saying, oh, yeah, we agreed to just be able to have sex with anybody. Like, we're married. Absolutely. You know, and then they got to this place in their marriage where they couldn't figure out why they couldn't get along when they were sleeping with other people. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I know. They don't trust each other. That's what I'm saying. And What's then the problem? he's going to go up because with an open hand and slap because somebody. Because Chris Rock makes fun of his wife's Right, that hair. you let, just think about this for a second. So you're going to let somebody sleep with your wife and mm-hmm. you ain't going to do nothing about it. So you're not going to do anything. This just shows, No, it's because I'm going to say something I'm going to get in trouble for. That just shows what kind of a little man you are. Mm-hmm. Because if you're letting somebody sleep with your wife that you're not beating the tar out of, and then you're going to go up and slap a comedian because it made fun of her hair, like you're a little man. It's not protecting. No. If you ridiculous. really want to protect, you protect your marriage. It's not you're protecting letting your her nah. go no, out and no. sleep with other people, but yeah. now you're her protector because mm-hmm. somebody made a joke mm-hmm. about hair. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah. But it goes into what you said. Like, Hollywood in general. Holly weird. <laughs> you know, they're, they're out of touch. Um, and I think it really was on display. This whole thing's on display. I don't know where 
Uh, I can't imagine anybody else walking up on stage at the, the, a big event like that and not getting, you know, bull rushed by security. Right. Okay. Especially right. after the slap, you don't get bull right. rushed. Nothing. Right. The crowd said no boost. I didn't hear a boo. No, I didn't hear a, Oh no. What? Yeah. Nothing. No, you guys no, are all they're, they're thinking so weird. This is, is such wokeness going on here with, with, and, and so that I want to be an anecdote to that. I mean, right. we're going to be an anecdote to that. Right. We're going to tell great stories. Right. We don't live for the Oscars. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're just trying to tell good stories that will, that audiences will watch right. and impact their lives yeah, and, and so point them to the truth. Right. right? So let's translate yeah. this because I think this is really important for people to get. I think too many times this is a missing point. So you can sit around and complain. Hollywood is woke and Hollywood mm-hmm. is weird and Hollywood only mm-hmm. produces garbage. And so we're going to, or you, you can do something about it or like Hollywood's affecting these movies mm-hmm. are affecting and you can sit there and complain about it and say, look what it's doing to culture. Or you can mm-hmm. change Make culture by doing something else. That's what be you're like. I'm and, going to be an antidote. And, I'm not going to sit around yeah. and complain. Yeah. I'm going to provide an opportunity, right? So I'm going to provide mm-hmm. an opportunity for something else. So mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah. That's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And get on, get on the train, get on a positive train for change. And when I, when we say Hollywood, it, you know, honestly, there's probably 300 really awful people in Hollywood Okay. total. Right. Right. And Will, Will, Will Smith, maybe one of that 300. <laughs> I don't know. Cause right. I've never met him. So right. he might be an incredible person. He, and he was, he happened to be drunk that night and lost it. Right. I think there was some alcohol probably involved in that slap, no, I, but, I, I, but, I. but the, Vast majority of people, and I used to go out to LA once or twice a year to really? meet to, to, to meet with my students, huh. my interns, and all that. To okay. And the vast majority of people working in the industry are awesome people. Right? They're great. They're just like us. I mean, they're yeah. real people. They get right. up. They're paying their mortgage. Yeah. They've got debts. They they're trying to do the craft the best they can. Right. There's probably 300 people that are just insanely selfish people, right. Right. and they make the stereotype. Okay. Right. right. Um, so the point is, but that's what we were. So now you've said, okay, listen, I'm going to do something about it. And this wasn't like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's just easy to do something about it. This is what I'm saying. It's <laughs> a big risk. It's yeah. a big step. It's a huge step of faith. Yeah. You Cause know, so we were sending, us- we were sending kids to Hollywood every year to intern out there. Right. And when COVID hit in 2020, right. they sent our kids home the right. internship and it was a Christian organization that we were sending them to. They said, sorry, you know, COVID we're shutting down right. and they shut down the program. Right. We had baked that into our curriculum. Right. And, uh, my, my film partner, Matt Webb and I, we, we, we prayed and fasted about it and we really felt led that, and God really, I, and I don't hear God's voice a lot, but yeah. I felt in a, a direction. He said, Hey, stop sending kids to Hollywood. Right. Bring industry professionals to Indiana Wow. and start making feature films here. And train them here. You don't right. have to go to L.A. I mean, L.A. is not the end-all right. place. So we launched that curriculum last year, and this is our first semester right now. We've got 20 seniors studying f- their final semester, being mentored by industry professionals from all over the country. Uh, internationally, you have a German professor that's right. helping out. And we're making our first feature film in May, Yeah, and so of which Live Churches have played a, a really cool role in, role in helping us get that well, off Well, and again, so let's... let's yeah, for sure. This is who Life Church has tried to be for a really long time, and this is again. This is the sometimes Nick doesn't get noticed, you know, because nobody ever sees Nick. I you see know, Nick. Thing that he's doing. I'm looking yeah. at him right now. So Nick, he's a handsome you know, man over there. When Nick came on, the, the conversation that Nick and I have said because this is what I've said from the beginning: the most powerful thing to change the lives of people is somebody's story. Hmm. 
you know, and the things that are going on in their life and how it tra- how God translates. And so Nick has worked really hard over the past two or three years of saying, okay, this just doesn't happen overnight. Like you don't mm-hmm. just get it done and be able to professional. Not say, I mean, I guess professionally, right? Like we Nick's try. A, yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, work really hard to produce oh. something that's not just an iPhone video, but work really hard at trying to tell a story, how to promote a story. Mm-hmm. And so we've been passionate forever. And so when you came and said, Hey, we want to tell stories. Me personally, I'm like, it's the coolest thing ever that you're going to do a feature film because I think it's mm-hmm. awesome. And I think it's the one thing the church runs away from sometimes and mm-hmm. just says, well, culture does it. So we can't right. culture is this. So we can't. And I'm saying, yeah. why has it been, why is the church always saying either we're going to follow co- culture or we're going to run away from culture? Mm-hmm. How about we lead culture? I right? love how that. about we, how about we get out preach, front? right? How about we get out that. front? How yeah. about we do the things and do how it about, better? That's my point. Let's and, do it better. And this is everybody's pushback. Well, we don't have the money. We don't listen. This, this is one thing I've learned in 18 years of leading a church. <laughs> when the money needs to be there, and the vision is mm. right, God supplies the money. It doesn't mm. make it easy, mm. you, as you <laughs> as you have said. You're out raising money. I'm, you know, I'm and friend so, raising and fundraising. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And yep. in, in, in this process, I mean, that mm-hmm. that's what people need to know is is yeah. like. When you see a vision, I think this is important. You know, when you mm-hmm. see a vision, you need to support it because these mm-hmm. are people taking risks. Like these mm-hmm. are people getting out there <laughs> that want what you want, but you mm-hmm. you can support it in a different mm-hmm. way. There, mm-hmm. Lance is out front trying to to, to change culture, mm-hmm. but it's flat out. If you want to if you want to be ahead of culture, let's just not talk around. It takes money, you know, and you got to have money to be able to do it. You're so right about the stories. And I heard um, one time that uh, somebody said that those who tell the stories shape the culture. Yeah. Amen. And our testimonies shape culture. Absolutely. You know, you know our, one of our, my, one of my favorite services to come to at Life Church, and we've been coming here, man, I think it's been eight years now. I can't believe it. Se- at least six or seven. I don't know. I've lost <laughs> yeah. count. Yeah. Um, is the baptism Sundays yeah. when they play the testimonies of the videos and everything. Nick does a great job and his, his crew does a fantastic job. I mean, yeah. if you've watched life on Sunday morning, multi-cameras, you know, this, look at this setup right here, three, three cameras going on right no, now. And that's all that. a, We're in a studio, really like, behind the scenes, like this is a lot of work and Nick's done a great job putting this together. So kudos funny. to you, brother, it's putting it on over there. People in here. Yeah, like they, they, do, they don't believe it, do they? They walk in there. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I wish we could reverse just, shot. And you just would show, just like, never know. Like, show you would this. never know. But so let's let's talk about or let's introduce what yeah. you're doing. So, do we have a video that introduces the the like what he's doing or how it? Or we do could, you want to say we could it talk through it? He could play the trailer if he wanted to. I mean, uh-huh. we're uh, so we're 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 shooting our first feature film. It's titled Wayfaring Stranger, and it's about a wayfaring stranger, and yeah. it's a, based on a true story yeah. of of uh, a, 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 like a broken down, washed up country singer named Glenn Frank who really connects with this family. And it happens to be a true story of my life. So it's right. my mom and dad in, in rural uh, USA trying to build a new church right. based on four little tiny churches. Right. Um, and this is set in early 70s. Right. And uh, I don't know if Nick's got the, the trailer yeah, and how he wants to play it. We can, we can be playing that while I'm talking over it. But um, and, and, and there's a character named Lance. That's me. Hello. I'm the, the you know, the, the kid, one of the kids. Does it say that in the trailer? Yeah, it doesn't say my name or anything like that. Okay. No. But it's a kid that wants to to learn to play rock and roll music and wants to, you know, break out of this, you know, and and, and kind of coming of age a little bit. And, right. and he meets Glenn Frank 
and oh, Glenn plays guitar, you know, he plays right. Willie Nelson and all this stuff, you know, or, or back then it had been Hank Williams and stuff. And, right. and I, I was fascinated, fascinated with, with, with Glenn and his story, but he was the town drunk, you mm-hmm. know, and he helps, um, <clears throat> the church was going to implode because they had all lined up to build this new church. People sold all their, uh, you know, antiques and everything. They raised like $10,000 to get the church off the ground. And then their contractor had a heart attack and mm. everything was going to back, you know, go back on, you know, contractors showing up and they were going to lose the, the property, the church, everything. My dad got on his knees and prayed in, a, in the, at the church site. And within two minutes, three minutes tops, Glenn Frank drives across the field in his old beat up car. Now in our particular trailer, it's a, it's a, it's a 1969 orange AMX, yeah, which we're yeah. not going to use that car, right, right. but, um, it's what I had right. last summer to deal with. Um, right. he barrels across, gets out and says, Hey, I hear you, you need help. I'm, I'm looking for some, you know, volunteer to help with the church site. And, you know, my dad and the church had prayed for a miracle. Hmm. I don't think they thought God was going to send them a broken down alcoholic country singer to the site. And it was about transformation in Glenn's life and in the church's life because they had to learn to trust this guy. Right. And he had to learn to trust them. He didn't feel good enough to go to church. Hmm. And how many people do we know that oh, I've heard that? All, I don't feel like I'm good enough to go to church. No, Glenn didn't feel good enough to church. Within two weeks, he got saved, mm. um, gave his heart to the Lord, and immediately sobered up. And then eight weeks later, he got killed in a head-on car crash on a stormy night in April of 1973. His Bev, his sister, was a waitress at a country club um, in Adrian, Michigan. One of the patrons that came in was a very wealthy man. And he noticed she was downtrodden and he asked mm-hmm. her what happened. She tells the story of Glenn helping this little church. He tragically died. The church can't now finish. And this, uh, this wealthy businessman said, I want to meet the pastor, which was my dad. He mm-hmm. met my pastor. He said, I can't believe this story. You want to go debt free, whatever. And my dad, yeah, we're going to go debt free. He, he wrote him a check. Wow. Paid off the church. It was a little school that they started to. And, right. and uh, it was full circle. Glenn's death brought life to that community. That right. community had to trust Glenn. And I say, we all know a Glenn Frank. Right. There are, there are Glenn Franks all around us. Right. Male and female Glenn Franks. People that don't believe they're good enough to go to church. Right. Well, and again, I think too many people forget this. It's like yeah. God's still living and is doing miracles. Yeah. Like, and stories like that are just this continual reminder of like, God's still alive. Like, get on your knees, pray, fast, wait. Who knows who's going to yeah. be coming across the field? Who knows? Exactly. Because here's the funny thing that happens too many times is like, we get this like, oh, it's an answer to prayer, then it's not an answer to prayer, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the whole like Glenn mm-hmm. Frank, like he's an answer to prayer and then he dies, yeah. right? And so, oh, we think it dies, but God's got a bigger plan. And then plan. there's a bigger plan. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, well, exactly. I mean, it's just like, we need to realize yeah. that because sometimes we yeah. get stuck. We get stuck in this place mm-hmm. of like, well, I prayed and I thought, and then it wasn't again, and now I'm just mm-hmm. giving up. And you're like, no, you just need to stay in the place of faithfulness. And this is why I'm saying, this is what movies can do, whether, mm. you know, they can inspire us to stay strong, inspire us to stay on your knees, yeah. inspire us to mm-hmm. know that these stories of these people, mm-hmm. this isn't just fairy tale. Like, this is true. Like, this is the way it works. This really and, happened. I have his guitar. I got Glenn Frank's 1968 Martin D26 guitar. Yeah. Took it to Sweetwater, had, it, had him restore it. It's going to be in the movie. It's yeah. going to be uh, uh, Jeff Derlin from Philadelphia. He's a professional actor and singer. He's going to sing like nine or 10 songs in the film. Yeah. Uh, hymns. He would go, Glenn would go to bars and sing hymns and get booed off the stage and get mm. bar fights and stuff because he right. would drink and stuff. And yeah. You know, he was just a sad wayfaring stranger, you right. know. Um, right. Yeah, I, I, I think 
you know, be, I would ask people to pray for the project. Right. You know, we start filming in May and, and we've still got some casting to do. We're trying to cast a couple recognizable names mm. and, and so forth and still fundraising some. And I think God's April's going to be a big month for that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but more than anything, I want the impact. We're training the next generation of filmmakers, you right. know, to go out there and make a difference. We're inviting these professionals in. Some of them um, might not know. I mean, they might be a little bit of a Glenn, too. They, they maybe don't feel good enough to go to church, so right. we get to minister to them. Right. And I'm hoping lives get changed that way. I well, hope because you're approaching heart. it, too, like a business for mission. Yeah, exactly. Like, listen, you're telling a story. Not yeah. everybody on the set right. is a Christian. They're not. Right? So that's yeah, my they're point. Not. It's like you're telling yeah. a story, yeah. and so it's just twofold. That's why I was saying this is so powerful. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know if everybody gets this. Like, yeah. I think that's the whole thing, because I'm sitting there saying, if you listen to the vision, money should never be an issue. You should just have everything you need. Right. Because that's the point. Like, yeah. you're doing it. Like, think about purposefully the mm -hmm. way that we spend our money and the things that we mm -hmm. support, because we need to do things that the change mm -hmm. lies for, you know, mm -hmm. an end result. So it's not yeah. only just the movie, the end product, it's the people working on the movie, these young kids who are trying yeah. to say, is there another outlet other right. than just Hollywood? And right. Nobody Can we tell good stories? Right. We don't have to saying. do garbage, you right. know, and, and fight for that, you know, fight for the good stories. You know, uh, we created a film company called Forrester Film. Huntington is, we're the Foresters. Yeah. But we created a company called Forrester Film. It's LLC. Right. So it's an independent entity. Um, and... It's it's in our mission to tell faith aligned and family films, you know, right. that um, you know, can we have action? Yeah, can we have some drama? Yeah, can we have some there'll be some films that are gonna be probably hard hitting right. on topics, you know. We're not right. scared of that. These are not maybe not all our stories wrap up into a nice little bow. No, you for know, sure. and, and Glenn's story is the same way. Glenn died. Yeah. Right. right. Sorry, spoiler for those of you gonna watch the movie. <laughs> I just ruined the film. My my director is gonna kill me. Like Lance, you just told the ending of the story, but that's not the actual ending of the story no, because right. that there that that church, New Hope Church, is still alive today wow. in rural Michigan. That's amazing. So, so Nick, do you have the trailer? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Let's just play it. Let people because they'll be able to hear it. They will. I don't think you guys will. Well, let's just watch it. Yeah. Cool. Let's watch it. Here's the trailer. Okay. What kind of music do you play, Glenn? Well, I like all kinds. Country. Rock and roll. Hank Williams. Looks like you're raising a couple of musicians here. Pastors, perhaps. Like their father. <laughs> I don't want to be a pastor. <clears throat> Little country church on the edge of town. Can you use a carpenter? Are you any good? I'm working on cars, electric, plumbing since I was your age. We start building our new church home tomorrow. It's the devil's music. What about Jesus Rock? Well, it's hippie music. I'm tired of hymns. How can I really learn music unless I play other stuff? Alcohol? Hey, a little preacher. Thought I was your apprentice. Mr. Glenn is moving to Detroit, but didn't even bother to tell me. What happened to your eye? That well, was a performance-related accident. Yeah, so again, you guys that were watching it on... Can anybody else see it? Yeah, it's online. I mean, okay. we, I could... 
we could yeah, put we the link up at some point. Yeah, something so people could go yeah. on from the podcast and be able to see. So it. just be I, clear, we didn't film it yet. Yeah, we filmed last May all the juicy scenes of the screenplay. Right. We filmed right. all the beats, and so most of those actors are all coming back. Right. Uh, it'll have a little different look, but that's set in 1973. Right. And so everything you saw there was circa 19, even that, you know, that lemon peeler, right. Schwinn bike there, which (laughs) most guys had a banana seat bike, right. In the seventies. And I would say again, so if we can, I mean, I know nothing about technology, but if we can, we can put a link with the podcast. That'd be great. I bet Nick can do that. We can do that. Nick, Nick is able to I just don't think anybody gets like, cause I always hear this, like when people talk about it and it's just not true. It's like, well, maybe it was true, but it's not true of this. Like every time it's a Christian film, it's crap. I, right? I mean, I've heard. And why say is that? that. Why, I have no I, idea. Honestly, but I think I you do. I think you do have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead you and do have me. an idea. Why, why, why I'm does, asking you because some of them were a little <laughs> not quite to what you would be used to yeah because i think we're pretty forgiving yeah. like honestly i think yeah pretty forgiving but some of it's just like okay but this is not like i mean you've talked to me about this you just watch what the trailer is this is not that yeah. like this is high quality great story incredible i think stuff. it's story i think i think a lot of um faith aligned and faith films are very popular by the way they draw audiences in. i mean they can they can do well right but right. I think um, when I've heard people criticize Christian films, it's because, in my mind, in my humble opinion, the story isn't as truthful as it could be about oh, the human yeah. condition. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, right. I think a lot of times, and that's what makes The Wayfaring Stranger, I think it's going to be a powerful film because it is based on a true story. Yeah. Real pain and suffering, you know. Yeah. So let's, um, let's do so, this, Lance. So once people watch the link or people that are, mm-hmm. if you're viewing and or listening, how can they? So you've already identified they could be praying for you guys, praying for the That's casting. number one. What else? Absolutely. What else can they do? Um, we need one? extras okay. in the film this May. We need to fill out a church. We need we need a bap. You saw the baptism right there. So we have to have people at a bap. Uh, and my father did river baptisms. Hmm. That's how they did it back then. They would dip wow. you in the river or pour over in the river. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to shoot that scene. Okay. Um, I actually have video of... of my dad doing that. And we're going to mm. try to recreate that. It was a very moving experience. Right. Uh, and then we're going to do, um, we need to pack some churches with extras. Okay. So, uh, we need, we need about 50. We have a, we have a bar scene that okay. is actually a bar in Huntington and we have permission to film there again. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, do you need any extras in the bar? We definitely need extras in the bar. <laughs> I want to wear All of a sudden everybody hat. shows up no, for I'm that. Saying, I want yeah. to be able to go somewhere where yeah. I can walk in with my cowboy. There, you're in, man. Huh? I, want, I, I need you there. I need in you the there. Bar than in the church. It's at Market Street Bar okay. here in town. That's what I'm saying. And um, Brenda's That's pretty close to here. Brenda, no, yeah, Brenda's fantastic. She's she's owns the bar and her kids own the bar. Now they've been so helpful. So everybody in town is so great because right. this town isn't jaded yet. Right. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, right. they haven't been jaded. They they haven't right. been hurt by the industry. Right. And we we want to make sure everybody loves the experience. But right. um, so we need extras. Uh, still closing the gap, still raising some money. Anybody, it's a tax donation. You know, it's uh, you know, it's it's a donation. So, right. so how do they get to. a hold of you for this? Because again, it's prayer, yeah. it's extras, it's money. Yeah. Just so how do they through get the in through touch the website you? that um that Nick so will put up? That yeah, that, that's all there. My contact information. Okay. They can donate if they want to. Right. Um, it is you know, it's it's taxable donation, or people can invest in it as well. Right. Um. It's our proof of concept film. You know, I was in Nashville a couple of weeks ago, pitching to Pure Flix Digital, right. pitching to, uh, you know, a bunch of, and they're all like, this is amazing. Like literally even the Pure Flix guy said, 
yeah, talk to me when yeah. you're, you know, when we, when you get the film done, talk to me. Right. Cause we're looking for distribution now. Right. And, and the goal is to make enough money to make the next film and right. the next film and right. the next film and the next film. Right. So, um, yeah, I just think yeah. it's cool. Like if you want to be on the ground level, you want to believe in something, if we want to yeah. continue to do something that's, cause again, I'm always about like, do something that changes the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and so think big. Well, I want to thank you, Mike, and the church for being very supportive of it. You have been great. You know, you, I think your, your leadership, your passion is to let people pursue their gifts here at Life Church. And that's what I've seen. That's how you've grown this church to one of the largest churches now in the area. And, and I know you're not about the numbers. I, you've already preached about that, but, (laughs) but, but there is evidence in the fact that people feel the freedom to come here and pursue their gifts. Right. And you've let the arts do that, you know, and, and, you know, filmmaking is a big, a big artistic expression of, of faith journeys, you yeah. know, and I want to do more of that too. Yeah. So we'd love, again, yeah. people get on board, follow the link. Yeah, please do. See, again, if you're coming to Life Church, you know, look up Lance, yeah. you know, try to get, again, I, yeah. I know his meetings are already packed, but if you're really serious about it, you know, mm-hmm. and you have the building. I need old cars. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need souped up cars. You know, uh, Terry Eads, bless his heart, man. Yeah, I told I him, I told him, and all of a sudden he goes, well, could you use this? And he... <laughs> This gorgeous oh, orange yes, truck, truck. I know like, it drives it to from 1972 yeah, or perfect. three. And it's like legitimately nothing's been done to this truck. Right. And I think that's going to be Glenn's truck. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, this I is the real it deal. Like, it's I like, I wonder if you're going to use it for that. And then he cool. sends me a text like, could you use these old license plates? I'm like, Terry, you're seriously coming on board as an associate producer now on this project. <laughs> uh, um, and so we need we need a bunch of old cars, you know, just yeah. to fill a, park, a church parking lot full of cars. Yeah. I mean, you saw, you know, Chris Steffen's tractor. Yep. That was his, yep. you know, 410. Is I'm saying it right? Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. a, it's an old yeah. tractor. Right. And everything's got to be that circa 70s vibe, right. you know? Right. So, uh, yeah. So look yeah. you up. Be a part of yeah. it. We want to be a part of seeing this yeah. go and then continue support through that. So, Kind of transitioning into that. So we do have to answer questions. So yeah. we did have yeah. to, we tell people like, listen, uh, make sure you send us feedback. You know, you listen to the podcast. We want to hear your feedback, but we also want to try to figure out questions because we'll mm. answer this question. And I think you're going to be a, a great one to kind of evaluate, mm. you know, this question we got from one of our. So this uh, is a listen- question that somebody gave. Yeah. In somebody sent us in. So there's a, there's a phone number. That's how it works. Right, Nick. Yep. So there's a phone number that people can send questions okay. to feedback we send like hey there's guests going to be coming on do you have any questions for them mm-hmm. you know so they do that and or feedback through the youtube oh cool you know so we're trying yeah. to grow that you know that audience and then we'll go into hey how we're talking about revelation what it looks like so the question is yeah we have more than that yeah i got one i got oh. one for lance oh go let's do the lance one first okay the lance one is from lisa Lisa Lice, and she says, who inspires you most to be the best version of yourself? Hmm. Lisa, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, she's, Answer she, with it. Uh, and she's awesome. She, you know, she's, she's, she's a fantastic person. You know, she's, first of all, incredibly in shape and yeah. uh, <laughs> challenges us to all be in shape. Yeah, you know, right. she's fantastic. Um, you know, at, at, there's been a lot of people that have really challenged me to be the best version of myself. If that was the question, you know, I, I, I'm, I love looking at history, you know, a lot mm. of people, the greats of history, Abraham Lincoln, obviously mm. that comes to mind, but, um, you know, I would say more recently it was some of the humbleness of my up 
my family above my, oh, wow. my grandpa George. And huh. I just observed having quiet times in the morning, you know, by himself. And he right. was not, you know, eighth grade education. Right. Wow. But he's just, he lived out his faith. And I, and hmm. the, the older I get, the yeah. more I see simple pleasures. Right. Right. So, well, and if your wife's listening to it, you might want to mention yeah. her. Well, that, that she, well, literally she was the next person I was going to mention. <laughs> my, my I know she, I interrupted you. She, Mary. You just he cut me right off. To say it, she, and I was like, she's now elbowing it. me on the couch as we listen to this, you know? Um, well, obviously Mary 30, you know, three, four years of marriage. Yeah. We're, we're coming into our 34th year of marriage. That's Can you amazing. believe it? That's, what the that is heck so awesome. Yeah, so, awesome. uh, she's, she's absolutely been like, yeah, my partner, but it is life. cool. It's like, it's yeah. a lot of, you know, it's yeah. kind of this sphere of people mm-hmm. in everybody's life that does make a difference. Yeah. There's a sphere, right? There's the, there's certain people that can add takes things. a village as they say to, to raise us all. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And, uh, and iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah, so, that's um, right. that's part of the, the men's group. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys in that group that are, you yeah. know, sharpening me right. a lot, not afraid to speak the truth in yeah. my life. And that, you know, that's rare. You don't that get that. Very rare. Uh, in a, in a lot of very places. Very rare for somebody to say it. Mm-hmm. Very rare for a man to take it. That right. You know, right, those two without things. Men, men don't do a good job. They're like, I want to be better. Yeah. And I'm like, well, can you hear this? Mm-hmm. And real men don't slap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> okay. So then we do have another question from one of our listeners yes. too, which is. So this one says. On several of your podcasts, you talked about Yellowstone. So I watched four episodes and the amount of time I had seen all of Beth's body. So when I listened wow. to this week's podcast, it got me wondering, mm. 10 years ago, would it have been okay to promote this show? And if it is okay to see this much of a woman, then how much Then how much in the next 10 years? Interested in your feedback? Yeah, so I'll just start mm. with this. Mm. So uh, I will and continue to say, like, I love Yellowstone, and it's not because of best boobs. You know, so the, so the, the question being, I get what he's saying, because last, you know, last week's podcast, we just talked about how, like, things have changed over the years. But, you know, inside of Yellowstone, the thing that, that I think about, now whether this is, you know, mm-hmm. we'll get it through the, the true person <laughs> who understands film lens, is yeah. that... The storyline of Yellowstone is what's interesting to me. And mm-hmm. I said it from the first time we watched it. We started watching it when Sherry and I got back from being out west. So I got back from being mm-hmm. out west. I was doing marriage counseling with the couple that said, well, did you go to the Dutton Ranch? And I'm like, well, it's the Dutton Ranch. And they described it to me. And we start watching it. And everything that we... They're ex- like, you went to Montana and didn't go to the Dutton Ranch? Yeah, so everything that we yeah. experienced out west was mm-hmm. exactly what the movie portrayed. Mm-hmm. California people moving into, you know, these Western places, Buying transforming everything yeah. that it's no longer about the true nature of how everybody mm-hmm. was brought up, how the Indians, because at the time when we were in Montana, you know, we were going to go through Glacier, mm-hmm. no National Park, but mm-hmm. the Indians had shut down one side of it, you know, because mm-hmm. they weren't getting revenue anymore mm-hmm. through COVID to be able to go through. Mm-hmm. So you they wouldn't let you through. So there's always this mm-hmm. contentious relationship with, mm-hmm. you know, the you know, Indian people out there. We went through Wyoming and people would talk about the lack of law enforcement in Wyoming. So you can pretty much do whatever you want to do. Anyway, just the whole like drive out, see cattle ranches everywhere you go. Mm. The storyline, we love horses. Mm -hmm. We love horseback riding. So the Mm storyline 
was cool. Yeah. And even for Beth's standpoint, you know, yeah. Beth, who any, for anybody's watched the show when she was young, lost her mom, was going through, you know, an yeah. experience where she had a sexual experience, got pregnant. Brother takes her to not just get an abortion, but get her sterilized, yeah. can never have kids again. So she has this like right. she's working through trauma. Right. Right. So if you look at the storyline of Beth's life, you know, the story is, is how this woman is working through a, dis, a, a kind of a crazy family. Right. <laughs> and some trauma in her own life. Right. Clearly, if you watch it towards I haven't finished the last season, but she's trying to take in a kid trying to figure out how to do what her dad did for Rip and trying to... Mm -hmm. I mean, so the storyline for me, I guess, mm -hmm. right or wrong, makes me not think that much about, well, they showed her boobs, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it, it seems like that part of it didn't distract away from me from what I was trying to see or be a part of the story. So I don't know, yeah. again, am I... Am I way off, Lance, as somebody who's... Now, I'm not saying, like, it's, agree it's, or disagree. It's definitely, like, how do you do that as a Christian yeah, person? It's how? definitely rated R yeah. TV, I guess you could call it that. Um, I think the question was, would they do this 10 years ago? I think culture has shifted on um, on the objectification of the body in the okay. last 10 years. Um, I think Hollywood 20 years ago was um, over-sexualizing that. Mm. And I think if there is any nudity in Yellowstone, which I think there is some, I've seen the series, we've yeah, watched it. Right. Um, it, it doesn't appear to be objectifying that or making that a, a focus of, of lust or anything like that. Um, it's more of an expression and I'm not justifying it. If I'm directing it, I'm probably not showing that. Right. right. Yeah, no, but sure. I'm saying, right. I think just knowing how they're doing that, it's more of, this is an expression of who she is she's burying it all literally in her okay. life. She holds, she, she's a filterless person in her right. life. Right. It's not look at my body and lust after my body. I'm again, as a man, I'm not trying to justify this no, right. but anyway. No. Um, well, I'm trying to get, and, 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 and I think some people, um, Christians have no problem with violence, like right. extreme violence. Right. We have really hard time with flesh. Okay. Right. Or any, any nudity at all. Um, which is a little hypocritical, well, you know? And, and, and so, I'll just say it at that, you know, I'm, you know, as a, as a, as a producer, director and enforcer film probably won't, we won't, we probably wouldn't do that. No, you know what I mean? Sure. And I'm not saying you're asking me to do that. No, I'm a big fan of the show because it taps into really great storytelling about, um, kind of the history, a portion of the history of America mm -hmm. and what it meant to settle the land, mm -hmm. what the land means to different ethnic groups. It right. honors the Indian traditions. It right. honors these settlers that go out there you know, the conflict between those two worlds, how that, and then you've got this huge family drama and the outside, they might look at this perfect rich family, you know, mm -hmm. they got all together. They don't, they're right. imploding right, right all around them. It's dysfunctional. Right. And, and I think there's a lot of truth into most families have a lot of dysfunction in them. It's how you come together and it's the love through all that. Right. And I don't think there's any, a point, at least in this series where you don't doubt the love of the father right. to the children right. and so forth. So, so with that, it's high you, drama. It's a soap opera, yeah. you know, to, it, it, have and, you watched 1883? Yes. I've watched 1883. So that and, made it now, now that I watched 1883 <laughs> yeah. and know that that's how they ended yeah. up in paradise yeah. Valley. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it makes it even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like it's the suffering that went on. Here's a, here's a, here's a nerdy fact about this. Okay. okay. Um, because it is streaming. Okay, Yellowstone's I'm a streaming service. It's okay. not terrestrial TV or anything like that. Okay. They know exactly 
where Yellowstone is peaking or not peaking, who's watching in what zones of the country. Do you want to know the highest rated place in America where Yellowstone was peaking? No. Has peaked? Yeah. I mean, yes, I want to. Lafayette or West Lafayette, no. Indiana. Uh, what? Yes. <laughs> Are you serious? Not joking. You can search that. Uh, um, and, and, it's so it's really popular in the Midwest and in wow. the rural parts. It's just now catching on in urban America. Like they're just waking up to it. Like really? this is a great show. What is yeah. this? Like they're tone deaf to like right. real rural people. Right. And I think they love, the, you know, you fall in love with the ranching, right? Yeah. No, like those are real. I do. Like those are real <laughs> deal ranchers no, out there uh, riding those horses around right. or whatever you, the show horsing or whatever yeah. that's called. Cause right. I don't, I don't come from a ranch background. Right. Right. Those aren't, act, those aren't actors. No. I mean, those are legitimate, probably really expensive horses. Yes. The cinematography is amazing. Right. You've got Kevin Costner. He's an A-lister and he's pulling the Kevin Costner stuff and he's always done su- Westerns. He's, mm. that's his. Yeah. That's Dances a great, with wolves. That's, yeah, it's, it's, that it's basically, this is kind of like dances with wolves <laughs> yeah, right. and he's out in the West Indians right. and settlers and all that. Right. So I think it's a, it, they're onto something. I think rural America loves it. Um, it's a little bit of, we want to hang on to the traditional values and yet mm-hmm. we see culture changing and how do we fight the big right. changes out there? Right. So rural America loves that realizing that there, we have to adapt to like some of the cultural changes that are happening as far as like, Oh, you know, uh, others that, have rights as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying all cultural changes, but right. just, um, on land and that kind of stuff. Right. And yeah, because it's issues. interesting to me because I'll just like, let's play but, off of this just for a second. So not that that question was being this way, but mm-hmm. I think that's interesting in the standpoint of, so you brought up this fact of like, we accept one thing, but we don't accept another. Right. So we'll call out nudity, right. But we won't call out the train station of like take, shooting take, people. Take all the nudity out of Yellowstone, include all the violence. And by the way, it's violent. Oh, I mean, there's wait, some peaks of, violence. I mean, I don't want violent. to get into that, but it's right. fine. But the, most people, most, especially Christians wouldn't complain about that. We might not look, I'm not, again, I'm not per- saying it's, everybody should do that. No, 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 no. Right. But, That's not what but, we're saying. So just so we're all on the same page, right, nothing right. we say I'm is, not. Because so I know I'm going to hear this. You're talking about violence and nudity in your films. I'm not saying that. No, I'm just I saying. I hope I'm not leading it. And you're not. No, I this just, is not I, what Lance is saying. But this I have, is a question I've had from... prospective students and parents and all that talk to me over right. the years about this and right. and be really upset about right. you know these kinds of about one thing and not the other. Yeah, this the big and, thing for me is it's more about yeah. I want to tap your brain into Christian right. thinking because like as yeah. an example, I'm driving back from uh, Montana after we get done hunting. And so I'm tired because I'm driving at all because mm-hmm. I don't trust anybody mm-hmm. to drive. Yeah. And so Brady puts the phone, which I'm going to get in big trouble for this. Brady puts the phone up on the truck so I can watch Modern Family <laughs> while I'm driving Oh, home. my God. I have never, again, I don't know never anything seen about that Modern before. Family. Like, I don't know anything it's, about it's it. It's modern. And yeah. I, I'm seriously laughing my butt it, off. It's one of the funniest well-written shows ever. it was hilarious. Yeah. And I know when I talk about it, yeah. people are going to be like, so you're a Christian and you support it? Yeah. Well, and I'm like... I don't know what to tell you. He put it up there. It was absolutely hilarious. And it's and it, it, it again. It's tapping into real issues that right. we're all dealing with, no matter what flavor you're going with on that. Right. On the family, what are modern families? But it's a reality. So that there my, are modern families. My point just was: yeah. is I got done with it, and after I was done laughing at it, it does bring a real perspective to what we're really, right. what really is happening right. in the world, whether you want to agree with it or not. Like, right. this is truly what. 
is happening. And the question isn't support or not support. The story is talking about mm -hmm. what's happening in culture. Yeah. And you can sit there and complain about it or you can do mm -hmm. something about it. Right. Like we, yeah, can, right. You know, that's just what yeah. I keep coming back to. And that's why, yeah. again, sometimes I feel like we get caught up in this idea of like, because of something that we're supporting it or not supporting. Mm -hmm. The big thing is I'm just trying to get into the Christian mm -hmm. mindset of like, we yeah. have, whether it's 10 years ago mm -hmm. today or 10 years from now, mm -hmm. a lot of people through a lens will pick what they don't like mm -hmm. and accept, yeah. you know, what they do like and, yeah. and I, push I the point. I actually think Yellowstone is actually really pulled back from what it could be or where television and films were at in the 80s and 70s and 80s. I mean, by far, it's much more mature right. storytelling. Right. And the violence is purposeful. It's not gratuitous. Right. And... And it's just tapping into a big portion of our culture today that wants to explore more about the history of our country, where we came from, mm -hmm. the, those family values, as yeah. dysfunctional as that family is. Yeah, for there sure. are family values. Yeah, for sure. I mean, spoiler, I don't want to ruin anything for you. You haven't finished the season <laughs> Go yet, ahead. right? I don't want Tell me. I'm not, Beth gets matter. married. Does she really? Okay. Spoiler. Sorry, I just ruined wow. it. Wow. No, it doesn't. That's, ruined that, it for Nick. that is a. Nick sorry, Nick. Nick, I just ruined it for you, but it's been <laughs> out for like months. <laughs> but she gets. That's marriage. Yes. She gets married. Okay. Right. It celebrates marriage. Right. And you talked about the kid and all that. So, yeah. you know, because she kid? can't, I'm not going to tell you that. Dang I'm it. not going to tell you that there's, now that's, that's another journey. That's another journey. And, and it's, it's all about personal growth. Yeah. And taking responsibility for right. your actions. Right. And these are, this is why America likes this show. Right. 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 Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> whether that we did or didn't answer the question, I, I mean, again, is it true that just from a sheer fact yeah. of 10 years ago, what you saw on TV right. to what you see on yeah. TV today is probably different. Yeah. Cable's played a big role in that. Yeah. And, and terrestrial TV still would not show uh, those scenes on, when what? I say terrestrial yeah, TV. What is that? So believe it or not, there are still free TV. You can get an antenna oh. and put it up right on a pole. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about it. And it's think about there really guess what? Is real free. Yeah, right. and it's so it's all your ABC, NBC, CBS, yeah. the 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 terrestrial TV. Okay. It comes Got through it. the airwaves, and you get it for free. And there are rules about what could be shown on terrestrial TV. Okay. Cable doesn't have to adhere to those rules. Isn't that funny? Streaming doesn't have to adhere to those anymore, rules. Because I, I never because even children about just having because it's dinner. free. The government uh, funds those airwaves, and children have access to those airwaves for free. Huh. Okay. I would guess if you were to poll our church, like nine point five percent of probably our congregation has some kind of like dish or cable or something yeah. like that huh. or streaming, right? Right. But there's still and by the way. It, my mom has a, an antenna. She Miss has the Janet has an, She has the Farmer 5. It is the most cleanest, beautiful image really? that you can get. It's not filtered through a cable system or anything like that. Is HD is beautiful. There's you like TV, Nick? Nope, just the antenna. You have an antenna? You have it. You know what I'm talking about. There's oh, like yeah, there's like 40 beautiful. channels. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's 40 channels. I, mean, I need to get an antenna. And it's beautiful. If you have I a nice uh, HD TV, it's the cleanest signal you'll get by far. Okay. By far, it's the best. Wow. I just, I'm yeah, not getting paid to say this no, little plug. No, I just learned something. I, <laughs> but, I mean, I forgot. But that's terrestrial, and there are stricter rules by right. the FCC for that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and people have just had, you know, and, and there's always been the conflict of of writers, producers, and, you know, f you know those that want to, like, 
yeah. tone it down, you right. know, you know, that's always a conflict. Yeah. So let's end it up with this. So we are in Revelations. We've been talking about this. In yeah. Church. Let's get right. back to Revelations. <laughs> so we've been Revelations talk, four, right? Yeah. So we've been talking about Revelations and so Revelations four and five are the, yeah. okay. not the same, but yeah. again, both of them are when he visits heaven, right? Mm-hmm. So it gives this view of <laughs> what heaven's going to be like and what he sees. Right. And then, you know, we, we take that from that and then what can we learn? But I want to hear from you, like growing up or, you know, your understanding of heaven, has it evolved? Mm-hmm. Has it, mm-hmm. you know, been something that from when you were a kid has evolved yeah. into what yeah. you believe today? That's, and yeah, my dad preached on heaven. I mean, I've got really, his yeah, sermons. I, I have all, his, like, I have all yeah. sermons on cassette tape. Do you really? So, yeah. So I uh, transferred them all to digital and. Um, but he, he preached a sermon on heaven and I cut it to a little video. I should share it with you. you he, he preaches what is heaven's like, what is heaven going to be like? And his, his point was it's, it is to be in the glory of God, hmm. you know? Yeah. He also he does talk about, you know, um, that we'll, we'll probably, we're going to eat in heaven, you yeah. know, we're going to have a new body, you know, right. we have a physical form and all that kind of right. stuff, but it is being in the presence yeah, of God. I always God. forget you had a preacher yeah. dad, so you probably did. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like you were just getting your yeah. view from somebody else. No, but I, I did, for, you know, like everybody, like you dream about what is heaven. I'm, I, you know, I, as a kid, I used to lay in bed and just think about eternity and what mm. that, that, that melts your brain, right? Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> that, that's a mind sheep. melt. You're that's, thinking about that's eternity. That's a mind melt yeah. to think about eternity yeah. and what you're going to be doing. And I, and I do think you talked about, you know, this past week about being in the, um, you know, in the kind of the inner circle of yeah. God, you know, yeah, the like Holy the of Holies, yeah. the throne room right. of God. And right. I, and I, I'm, I do believe we get to experience that somehow. I don't yeah. know. I personally don't know if that's where we are 24 hours. Well, if there is a day in heaven, I don't know. Yeah, I don't right. know if we're there. And if we are great, yeah. that's where I want to be. Right. Um, well, I just think there's so. this combination. I think what John was trying to portray mm-hmm. because Randy Alcorn's book on heaven, mm-hmm. you know, I think is probably one of the mm-hmm. most exhaustive, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like goes through all mm-hmm. of the process mm-hmm. and doesn't just like throw it out there and say like, this is what I think. I mean, he yeah. pulled pull scripture in to make it and that, his big point was, yes, when you're in the throne room and when you're in the presence of God, all you can do, like everybody else, is worship. But there will also yeah. be eating, working, there's serving. Banquets, there's banquets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be also out doing things. And so mm-hmm. I think that there's this mix. I think the big thing I was trying to get at, and this was really a message to myself, mm-hmm. was is that you know, part of my view of what I wanted to see first even though it's human nature, did identify. And again, mm-hmm. this isn't about whether I will or won't, because people ask me this. So you don't think you're going to see Sherry? So you don't think mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. I will see Sherry mm-hmm. and I will, you know, talk to her in heaven. The point is, is if I want to see her before God, there's probably a worship problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if that's mm-hmm. the first thing that I want to see, mm-hmm. then it might signify that there might be a little bit of a worship mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. on in my own life. But I think there's going to be the both end, you know, I think you've had, you've had so much loss. You have, <laughs> you just have yeah. your parents and your wife. And I, I, I don't know how you would not want, I would no, I'd I know. be like, that's right. man, I want, they're going to be waiting for me. Right. Yeah. You've, you've had that fantasy that you no, shared the, the, the dream, the vision you had about that. Right. That they might not be, you know, they might not be there waiting yeah. for you. And the biggest thing is I think side. that what needed to be fixed in me, and I don't know about mm-hmm. anybody else. And this is why, you know, when I preach messages, most of the time I'm just preaching to myself anyway, mm-hmm. you know, but the thing that I had to work through was just this is that every account of somebody that was in the presence of God responded the same mm-hmm. way. Like, and, and then somebody who went, Paul, who couldn't say it. Yeah. You're not allowed to, he for comes whatever back reason. And he says this all the time. And I could never understand this. Like, 
to die is gain. Like, I can't wait. I'm yearning for the end. I can't wait for Jesus mm-hmm. to come back or I can't wait to die. And I'm thinking, how do you get to that point? Because that's not me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's hard to get to that mm-hmm. point. Like, wow, I hope Jesus returns tomorrow. You know what I mean? Or it's hard to get mm-hmm. to the point of like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's so much fun here. I'm not yeah. saying it's not bad. I right. mean, there's not bad stuff, but let's just be realistic. We have Life, no way of knowing just how amazing it is. Right. That's what I'm saying. There, Life right. down here isn't that bad. Yeah. You know, the point of it is life isn't yeah. down isn't that bad. So at the yeah. end of it, I always struggled. But what Paul saw, which none of us yeah. have, was the both and. What ha- what Can earth imagine. was yeah. and the glory of what earth was and the created yeah. things that he made, but he also saw the throne room of God. And yeah. so I would guess the same thing. Like if I would mm-hmm. be revealed, that'd be like, oh yeah. I come back, be done. Like, so, <laughs> I'm ready to go. You know, home, I'm ready to go because that's here. home. Yeah, and this is not. Mm-hmm. You know, and he says those things, and I think mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to help us get our mind wrapped around mm-hmm. is, is that no one's going up there wishing that they could come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they finally got home. I don't think a lot of people have an eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we're more temporal. Right. It's today and now, and we don't think that eternal perspective where we're going to spend eternity. Right. Right. That this is just preparation. It almost doesn't feel real to think about. It is very real. There is a real place. We're going to go somewhere. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, did anybody, when you were growing up, did you have a view of heaven that's changed? Did it like, or have you thought, did you think about that when you were a kid? Did you think about that when you were younger? No, I didn't know Jesus when I was a kid. Okay. Even when you came to know Jesus though, was it like, did you think about heaven at all? Or did no, you have a, a thought about what you thought heaven would be like? No, I read Revelations when I was real young. Oh, that's what? scary. That's scary. <laughs> real young in faith. And How it was did like, that happen? Well, I was just reading. We, we need <laughs> and, a Nick cam because it's just, we need a Nick cam right now to no, see. Oh, I know. It was, I mean, one, it was terrifying. And two, it was really hard to understand. So I just stayed yeah. away from it for the longest time. It's okay. like, yeah, I've heard of some new Christians. They, they jump into Revelations the first thing they read. And I'm like, no, yeah, do not like read that. That is like the... Yeah. yeah, once you start seeing stuff with eyes all over it, you tend to be yeah. in heads and dragons, yeah. and you're thinking, this ain't working. You know, I wrote my dissertation on the X-Files, by the way, the TV show, the X-Files. Did you really? Yeah, and in it are um, all these aliens, obviously. Okay. That was the show. And it's science versus faith, right? And there's seven different types of aliens. But as I was researching it, I couldn't help but discover what the Bible says about UFOs, right? Because it's talking Ezekiel, yeah. wheel in the wheel and all that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I th- I think there's all these heavenly realms happening, and I'm getting a little bit off no, here. Keep but going, but but this is what people know. But, this, yeah, but so there's but wait this, a second. You need to backtrack and say what you just said. You're studying the X Files. Yeah. And the Bible I'm, talks about the Bible talks about alien craft. There you go. It's there. I mean, you can't deny it. And eyeballs all over the the wheels and the wheels and the wheels and the mechanics and how it goes in all these different directions. Have you guys been at all paying attention to pop culture the last like year, especially during COVID? Everybody's seen alien spaceships right now. They're, they're, it's not even like, it's just, oh yeah, they're out there. Yeah, sure. Oh, oh <laughs> no, I, 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 I am legitimately telling no. you right now the uh uh, uh, the Navy has come out with, yeah, here's, here's stuff we've seen. We can't tell you what it is. No, they've released footage. Everybody's got cell phones. Now they've got stuff, ships floating around all it's, it's not even like mysterious anymore. They're out there. I need to watch TV. So we're, we're, you know, we're, <laughs> I, need to, I actually need to see, there things. are sightings of these ships and paranormal stuff. And, and I think it's one, it could be top secret military stuff, obviously <laughs> that maybe we got from, 
From space? Space. Who knows? From what? heavenly realms and no, stuff. No, seriously. I want to yeah. know what you really think yeah. about this. You think that we might have military things that we got from UFO people. Absolutely. I, oh I do gosh. think that's a possibility that maybe came from these heavenly realms, these creatures that are, you know, we, it talks about that. And, and, it, and there were sightings back then. I can, I and so it's, they didn't know how to describe this. it. Right. And now we have the, possibly this technology. Maybe I should happening. watch the X-Files. Oh, yes. I would I'd come over and watch the, the first season I with you. I yeah. but, but, yeah. but I've There's seen 200, some, 232 episodes, I what? think. What? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? But, yeah, there's a lot. Okay, where do you watch and, it at? Like it, it was on Netflix and it's on, it's on various channels, Hulu and stuff like that. Okay. I mean, I own the DVDs, but, okay. but, uh, but I used to teach a class on it and everything. It, it really? is because it's science and faith and that intersection of science and faith. And you've got, you know, one of the characters who's the FBI agent just chasing after, you know, the spiritual and you've got the scientist Scully, hmm. who's her job was to, you know, disprove all the spiritual and the supernatural. And she can't wow. because it's there. And it's, and you can't deny it. Right. So, you know, I mean, there's goofy aliens and stuff out there and a lot of it's government conspiracy stuff, but Chris Carter, the writer, he was Catholic, grew up Catholic, huh. um, tapped into that back in the nineties wow. and stuff. We could so, have another whole podcast. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show. Pod, we're going to bring him back. But I'll tell you we what, talk about when that. we, I, um, when I, the last time I taught the class probably four years ago for J term and, um, I, when I first started teaching it, 2002 was the first time I taught it. How many have seen the X-Files? Yeah, pretty much everybody. It was still in season eight of the X-Files. Okay. Every couple of years I'd ask, and fewer and fewer kids, finally the last time I, I taught it, how many have you seen the X-Files? A few kids raise their hands. How have you seen it? Well, my parents like to watch it. Are you serious? <laughs> and they, and they, they, they wanted to watch the show to tap into what their parents had watched, but then every single kid would reflect on it and go... I'm seeing spiritual truths in this. I didn't know were there. Oh my gosh. You know, and tapping into that. 200 yeah. and some yeah. episodes. Yeah. It's going to be bad for my sleep. Yeah. Cause it, the only it, time it, I turn on the TV yeah. is like, I'll get home at night and yeah. I'll be like, I'm just going to turn yeah. on the hunting show yeah. to go to sleep to. No, not bad. Now I'm going to turn. So I did it with 1883 yeah. and ended yeah. up oh. staying up to like 1130. Yeah. You're night. binging. Yeah. You're binging. I'm like, this is a terrible <laughs> idea. Terrible idea. I'll never be able to get to sleep. Well, yeah. We're at the end, so yeah. we'll yeah we'll readdress some of our revelation yeah. stuff before. But I just want to say, first of all, you know, from Life Church's perspective, you know, we want to say thank you to you because you've helped us mm. get to the place where we can tell stories mm. and get to the place where we can learn about that and how you've invested in us. And we want to continue to invest back, you yeah. know, into you, you to be able to be praying through because we too believe that we want to be a church that mm -hmm. leads culture. Mm. We don't. We don't. We think that the modern definition of the church or the definition of the church today isn't necessarily working. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so we think that we should be doing things as much as we can outside of the box to try to stay ahead of where culture is and see what God wants to do with Love that. And, and the same thing is we want to be behind people who mm -hmm. are taking those same risks. So know that for us, we're going to be continually praying for you and the project and the things that you're doing and the lives Thank that you. are going to be reached and expecting, you know, this to, to mm -hmm. do incredible things. And so again, just a reminder, I think we'll have a link. I have we'll to have a link. Well, we'll have a link. So I just have to trust important people like Nick on this, but we'll have a link. They that, could, they could email Lance at forsterfilm.com if they want to. Right. Right. But any of those things, However, yeah, get matter. behind, yeah. support it, you know, so any, as we leave any parting words of wisdom for people who are watching or people who are listening when it comes to any mm -hmm. of the aspect, cause there's a lot of aspects mm -hmm. of what you talked about today, where from risk taking to mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, to, you mm -hmm. know, following your dreams, to mm -hmm. how do we 
view and understand media mm-hmm. to UFOs and Bible. We covered a lot of strange ground today. <laughs> I, I would say, um, you know, still be discerning in your viewing and in, in what you intake, uh, just because you can watch it doesn't necessarily mean you should watch stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with saying it's, it's not okay to watch that stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a show on HBO called euphoria. Don't watch it. Hmm. It's, 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 I mean, it's not good. Hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it, to me, it taps into the evil side of teenage addiction and drug abuse and that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. So there's things that you should, that shouldn't, yeah. you know, I think stay it's okay to from. say, stay away from that stuff. Right. I think be discerning. Uh, I think, um, it is about story. It's about the human condition. It's about trusting God with, um, with your story. What is your story? What yeah. is your testimony? And right. don't be afraid to tell your story right. to people. That is so powerful. Like you said, mm-hmm. there's nothing more powerful than this right. sitting with somebody and telling how God changed your life. People can't argue with that right. because it's your story and it's life changing right. to see how that happens. So, right. um, yeah, I say pursue your passions. If you have a nudge and a mm. thought of doing something, you Amen. know, yeah. take a step of faith and just right. go for it. I mean, what what is the worst thing can happen? Is yeah, you're let gonna, God you're gonna, be God. Yeah, let can God. only be God when you take steps. Right? Exactly. Take steps of faith and let those things happen. Yeah. Yeah, good. I would say some of the same things is that I think too many times I get it what the ratings are for. Mm-hmm. You know, and I understand all of that. But I think if you're discerning, mm-hmm you know, through that process, you can understand the difference between a show that's just absolutely ridiculous, mm-hmm. the story isn't good, and it's just highlighting everything mm-hmm. that's wrong, mm-hmm. right, compared to a story that is a story, right? Because that was the big thing, even with The Passion of the Christ, it was rated mm-hmm. R, and so there are churches that wouldn't do it just because of a rating, right? Right, And so I think the process is, is see the story and understand mm-hmm. the story, mm-hmm. learn from the the power of the mm-hmm. story, right? And what we mm-hmm. can draw from it and, and mm-hmm. understand from it. And I would agree with you. It's like one of the biggest things that I've struggled with over 18 years with people is just like, tell your story. And like, I don't have a story. And I mean, I, everybody has a story, right? Like it doesn't mean you have to come. You don't have to have Jenny's story. Right. right. Like Jenny, right. a lot of people are like, well, I got to have Jenny. That's story. a whole movie that we need to make right there. <laughs> yes, man. Yeah. Make a movie of, De- of I Jenny mean, seriously, it's amazing oh, I know. from what I know. I mean, yeah. that's a movie right there. Right. But to be able to l- express your story, because uh, this is just what I believe. And this is why, you know, we're behind you and we're behind mm. what Nick's doing here, obviously at Life Church to tell stories, because we think that stories are so powerful that just mm-hmm. hearing a story reading about somebody's mm-hmm. life change and the things God doing can transform the lives of other people, mm-hmm. right? And show that God is real and the things that he's doing. So. We're all broken people. Oh, we all got garbage. We're all yes. broken people and we need community. Yes. And, and amen. that's what life church is providing Mary and I big right. time. And I think you share that story and you got community to surround you. That's how we do it. That's how we make it. Right. Right. That's how we're going to survive here Yes, amen. Uh, until we get to heaven. Right. All right, Nick, we closing up with anything? Because I don't have Jenny here to be like, should we be, how do we, how we want to end it? They got a text. Do you want to put up the, if you want to be a part of our group, text podcast to 260-408-8383. And just remember, if you do that, it puts you a part of a group. And in that group, it allows us to communicate with you. And uh, by telling you, like, these are the guests that are coming on. This is going to, we want you to ask questions. It allows you to have a platform to be able to ask questions too. Uh, us back and forth. We'd love you to be a part of that. Uh, and again, 
Do we have anything else we're, we're putting up there this week, Nick? No, that's all I got. No. Okay, so if uh, you've been watching us online or whether you've been listening, one of the things that you can help us with is to subscribe or share. You know, so if we put links out there or we put clips out there, if you can share it on your on your social media feed, it helps us to be able to grow, you know, what we're doing. Uh, if, you, if you comment and, and, and do things, we'd love to get back with you and learn more from you. But again, thanks for joining us, whether you're listening or watching, and we look forward to talking to you guys again next week.